Welcome to Into the Fire. I'm Duncan. And I'm Kate. And we're here to talk about life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join the conversation. Welcome back, everyone, to Into the Fire. Today, we've got a special guest with us, Pastor Kim Owens from the um, Phoenix, Arizona area from Fresh Start Church in Peoria. And um, it's a multi-generational, multicultural church. And it's a church of his word, but it's a church of his presence. And I know um, you're going to be excited to hear uh, the story of what God is doing um, through Pastor Kim and her team in um, Arizona. So you're so welcome, Kim. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me today. It's an honor to be with you and your your viewers and uh, just really excited about what the, the Lord's going to to uh, put in this, this broadcast. Excited for the impartation of uh, hunger for more yes. of him and his presence. Oh, absolutely, Kim. And just a, a little bit of a backstory. We met you at the ISN studios in, in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, back in December. And it was a very quick conversation. You were being interviewed for a show just like um, Duncan was uh, on that day. And you gave me a copy of your book that rocked my world. It's called wow. Doorkeepers of Revival. And I, we were going on vacation the following month and I thought, you know what, I'm going to take some books and we get given books, but the, the title piqued my interest and I'm like, whoa, wow, she's right. She's writing about stewarding revival. And so Kim, I just felt like I got to know you in the story in the book about what God was doing um, in Arizona and through your your ministry. And so I would love for you to share with our listeners what God has put in your on your heart for this season that we're in. Well, I really thank you. And I really um, I really like what you said about stewarding revival. And really, that is what uh, the book was written for uh, to birth, to build and to sustain revival. Mm. Um, so we use the word steward, which is to uh, in another sense, manage mm. um, to to hold, uh, to maintain, as I say in the book there, to sustain it. Um, and I believe, and I know many others do as well, that Jesus desires to come back for a church that's in revival. Oh, yes. And there are many definitions, you know, of revival, um, and all of them are probably accurate and fine. None may be exactly wrong. Um but I think it's probably particular to what that person has experienced in their life. And maybe that's how, you know, you define it. But one thing the Lord had dropped in my spirit and us here and our team uh, at Fresh Start and those that have been with us on this journey is that revivals are ne- really never meant to digress and to die out. Mm. They are to be sustained. Yes, um, I believe it's the heart of the Lord. I mean, why wouldn't it be, you know? Why wouldn't he want us to, to do whatever it takes mm. for as long as it takes to keep the fire burning yeah. on our on the altar of our hearts yeah. to sustain his presence and, and the manifestations of his glory um, on an ongoing uh, uh, time 
period uh, until he returns. Mm. This, I believe, has been, uh, you know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Obviously, we know that this has been a trick of the enemy, mm. probably in in causing significant outpourings and revivals yeah. uh, to digress, to yeah. fizzle, you know. And so the stewarding aspect of it is really, uh, I guess, the meat of the book, Keepers of Revival. How, how once, once we pray for uh, an outpouring, once we receive that outpouring, now, how are we going to steward this? Mm. Because many, and, and, and by no means is this a, a judgment or anything, but it's like, you're overwhelmed by this rushing in of the outpouring of the Lord, yeah. this sovereign this move that has that's come on behalf of your cry for more. Then all of a sudden you're called in the middle of, in a good way, of this yeah. of this outpouring. But I think maybe where, and I use this term not disrespectfully, but where maybe we have been irresponsible mm. in the past is that we've not stewarded it in a way that yes. it can continue. Yes. And what we have learned here now in our sixth year wow. of stewarding the revival is that you do have to learn how to cross spiritual thresholds to sustain it, how to um, increase capacity in yourself mm. as mm. leaders, as well as the people in your congregations or in your, you know, in your meetings, in your church, in our, in our case, a local church here. Um, which we feel is significant because mm. um, we're not only building a, a local church, uh, okay, we're building a, a revival uh, uh, epicenter, if you will. Yes. And it's not just only to be here. It's, I believe, and this is what the, 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 the term doorkeepers is uh, important is because he needs us to be those keepers of the door of mm. his presence mm. of revival, because revival, as we say here, is the sustained presence and power of God mm. that results in transformation. Yes. Transform lives, but also transform cities. Yes. Reformed culture. Mm. This is what, you know, revivals of past, as I know you guys know well, have have um have uh done is they have transformed lives, but they've also transformed cities and territories yes. and and ter- and and territories and culture around. Yes. So that right there, yes. And I really, I really think um, as your viewers and listeners uh, take this to heart, that as they begin to pray for revival and for outpouring, um, then then begin to understand now how how can I steward this? How can we steward this? How can we keep this? Good? It doesn't just have to be five years or three years or a mm-hmm. couple years or yeah. a few weeks of good meetings. You know, yes, this is something, and so this is what the book really speaks into. There, yes, it's the stewarding. Uh, so good, Kim. And as you know, the Toronto outpouring happened in 1994 in January. And I would say that it's a revival that has never ended. It's mm-hmm. looking different. It's it's taking a different shape. But in right. terms of the DNA of the fire of the Holy Spirit that was poured out, that is mm-hmm. being taken to the nations in generations now. And and it's interesting because, you know, now we are the second generation from John and Carolina. We're leading Catch the Fire globally. But we feel this heavy weight of responsibility to to take all the juices, the the goodness of the Holy Spirit, the wine, so to speak, 
and actually say, how do we pour in this wine into a new wineskin for a, a, a younger generation? And how well are we doing at that? It's good. Yes. So it's I'd good. love for you to speak into how are you passing this on so that the passion and the fire of his presence that you hunger for, that you love and you're making room for, how yeah. are you passing on that passion to another generation? That's an excellent, excellent question. And one that I think a lot of, uh, you know, our generations as such are asking right now. Um, if I can go back in the journey, uh, mm -hmm. in the history of our journey here, <clears throat> um, our revival was actually begun to be, I guess you would say, intensely prayed into in about mm -hmm. 2000, end of 2012, from 2013, 2014, the beginning and middle part of 2015 and then August of 2015 was what I, I guess you could refer to as the eruption of it, the mm. actual the actual manifestation of what we had been yes. praying into. In those year and a half or two years prior to that, you know, eruption in August of 2015, it began, it meaning the spirit of revival, <clears throat> began to invade and pervade, I guess, the, yes. you know, the, the, uh, Every every aspect and generation of our church here. Once again, mm -hmm. we're a local church uh, that was that was pushing on much like a Brownsville or whatever, yeah. you know, that was pushing on this uh, corporately. Yeah. And so it ran okay, throughout all generations, our children as young as preschool, mm. old enough to understand all the way up through our teenagers and young adults and, of course, the adults in the church as well. So. With that, we had already begun the transfer mm -hmm. of the understanding and the conception yes. of a spirit and a culture of revival in them personally. Oh, yeah. It was it was getting ready to manifest corporately, but we in those in those beginning times there uh, in those year and a half to two years, we were it was that was the conception inwardly in all mm, ages. Mm. So fast forward now to um, August of 2015 with what I'm calling the eruption of revival, the manifestation of our prayers. We were actually in a youth and young adult conference mm. when it broke out. Oh, wow. Yes. Now, there were all ages present. The yes. majority of them were younger but many adults in our church and our visiting churches and community were present in this meeting. Mm. And it was a, um, a Thursday, I believe it was a Thursday night, Friday night, uh, Saturday night and Sunday. Wow. Anyway, it was the full weekend on the Sunday night. So, so this was, you know, we had the youth band at that time yeah. it was a youth band, um, playing and doing worship in their facility, you know, so this is how it's happening. And, and the last service of that, in the altar of that last service, of course, my husband and I were there for the whole meeting. I went over to my husband and I said, I think we need to come back next Sunday night for this. Mm. And uh, he said, I'm feeling the same. So we did. And for the next solid year of Sunday nights, we met. And this is how the revival began. We met. Now, what what does that mean for the younger generation? Well, they had to give up their meeting time for oh. us to be able to do that. Wow. But they didn't care okay, because it the same thing. And this is key to your question here. The same thing that that the 
I'm going to put it this way. The adults were experiencing mm-hmm. is the same thing that the youth and the young adults were experiencing oh, and the children. Yes. Now the children needed a different facility for obvious age reasons and attention span and all this kind of stuff. But yet just spanning the generations here from preschool all the way to youth and young adults and beyond, mm. it's the same pressing in in prayer. It's the same Mm. getting them baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence mm. of speaking in tongues. Mm. It's the same seeking of God and seeking yeah. his presence, seeking his faith, teaching them intercession. I, I will give much, much credit to our uh, youth and young adult pastors, who is uh, Pastor David and Jessica Schluter. Right now, they also are worship leaders um, here at the church. They they have been instrumental in being a champion of that generation, mm. but also mm. teaching them pursuit and pressing in uh, to more of God and not not um, giving cute programs and fun things. Not that they don't do things like that, but it's like, you know, pursuing God is their is their highest uh, uh, goal every time they come together. But so I share that there's many more details I could share, share, but that first birthing of the revival here, Mm. they were intricately and still are involved in the 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 release of it, I guess you would say the taking yes. the cow. So ever since then, they, I mean, if you watch us online now, if you follow us any way or, uh, or any form or any platform, you will see they are, they are leading in our pre-service prayer. So good. Uh, the young adults. Oh yes. They are key intercessors and key. Yes. Most of our worship team now was the worship team when it broke out mm. uh, uh, six years ago. So, you know, they've obviously, are six years older, but yet they were younger then, you know what I'm saying? So they are literally carrying this sound and this, this weight of revival. So here's the the last thing I'll say uh, to, once again, there's so many details I could give us, Mm. but that's how we transfer it to them is we give them the real thing. We don't try to, we don't try to bring it in the back door. We don't try to, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, let's experience God. Let's go after God. Let's teach them what intercession is. Let's get them filled with the Holy Ghost. Let's, you know, Mm. get them in the word. Let's, you know, this kind of, so don't be afraid to do that because I believe this generation is hungering for an authentic encounter with the Holy Ghost and the supernatural. Oh, gosh, Kim, it's music to my ears because you're right. There's so much um, negativity. There's so much um, that can pull young people away from the real encounter with God. Um, But, you know, there's something that happens when the hunger within our hearts captivates the gaze of our heavenly father and he just wants to come in, in a glorious way. And Amen. it sounds like those leaders, those youth and young adult leaders that experienced God for themselves, they had an encounter. They they came face to face in the presence of God of like, of just like, I'm selling everything for this. This is the pearl of great price for my yeah. life. And I can see that they're modeling something. And, yeah. you know, I think it's so important that, you know, that the hunger for Jesus and how he captivates our gaze will actually ultimately determine the outcome of our life. Amen. Amen. And I don't know if you're seeing that now, um, Kim, that, you know, people are just hungry for the real deal. I'm, I'm done with politics. I've done, I'm done with bad theology. I'm done with 
trying to keep the peace, you know, say the right thing, do the right thing in church. I actually want the real deal. Amen. Amen. And hunger is a huge, huge part of that. And I mean, I guess if there's those that are watching and viewing and listening that, um, you know, how do, how do I, how do I, how do I get this? How do I birth Mm. this? How, you know, in my, in my personal life, in my family, with my children, um, you know, in my church, in my city, you know, it starts with hunger and hunger starts with prayer. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally Mm -hmm. it's like this and the more, yeah, crying out. And the more that I pray, the more the hunger grows and the more the hunger grows, the more I pray Mm. and the more I pray, the more the hunger grows, you know, it's true, isn't it? It's a very, it's, I mean, it's about, I mean, the prayer is about that intimate walk of friendship with Jesus, isn't it? And it, It and it's being called again, you know, the body of Christ being called into a fellowship and a friendship in a way that we've perhaps never really understood. Um, right. You know, but right. that that desire for him yes. calls us well, in. Once, once you begin that pursuit, and it is a pursuit, mm. um, uh, and there's power in our pursuit. Yes. I mean, you know, we, we pursue a lot of things in our life, and there's nothing wrong with them. Most mm. of them are not, you know, for many people, it's not sin. Obviously, there is, you know, the world, but I'm talking about as believers, mm. we pursue a lot of things. It's not wrong to pursue a you know, a healthy lifestyle or to pursue a career or a, 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 a you know, a business or mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. These are things the Lord has, has allowed us to, but our ultimate pursuit should be of him and mm-hmm. more of him. Mm-hmm. And in sustained revival, Kate, it is, it is, that's a never ending. Um, how do you say a never ending uncovering mm-hmm. of the realms of glory of what I like to call the rooms of revelation (laughs) or the dispensations of revelation. A number of years ago, I was reading that verse um, where Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. And he's, and you know, he's talking about in the, in the father's house are many mansions or many rooms, many rooms. One translation says, I think something like that. And I read yet when I read that, when it said rooms or whatever that word was there, I'm like, it just kind of hit me. I'm like, Throughout eternity, obviously, we're not going to be bored, right? We're going to be with our Lord, but yet it's going to be more than our natural, our mm-hmm. minds can, can comprehend right now. But what if there's just, you know, for, a, as we would say, a million years, he walks us through this one room of who he is wow. and the revelation of his glory. Wow. And then after that million years, we think God has tapped out, but he hasn't tapped out. He <laughs> takes us into another room. <laughs> and wow. then and then the Lord began to say, what if it's not only rooms? I felt this. What if it's dispensations, you know, just forever and ever and ever. I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm not trying to make a doctrine or anything, but at the same time, yeah. I believe that we can start that now. Mm. And this is revival. This is revival when yeah. the more of him, our pursuit of him uh, is, is uncovering those, for lack of a better way to say it, realms, rooms, and dispensation of the revelation of who he is. Wow. And the reason why I say that is because what you're talking about is just that intimacy uh, with the Lord is because sometimes I feel like there's a disconnect with believers, with average believers, and I don't mean average in a demeaning way, but mm. just, you know, everyday believers, there's a disconnect when we use the phraseologies of, you know, uh, in, more intimate with him, you know, in, in his, in his presence, you know, this kind of thing. But if we can get the, 
the mindset and the revelation Mm. that literally any time that I spend with him, it's uncovering another layer, another room, another realm of who he is, then we won't, it won't become religious to us. You know, Mm. it won't just become a ritual. It'll literally becoming, it will become an uncovering of glory to glory. And this is revival. This is revival because, because it's the presence of God. It's the, it's who he is, Mm. you know? Mm. And so, yes, that is, that is definitely what God is really wanting to move people into. And I'll say this and, and, and hand it back to you, but what I like to tell people right now, Kate, in this season is that it is it, it is right at the edge. What we're talking about right now mm. is right at the edge, the uncovering of that, the moving into that, yeah. the entering into those rooms, those realms, whatever dispensations is right at the edge of your simple cry. The simple cry that will trigger a sovereign God. Wow. It's incredible to think. I even read in my Bible reading this morning in Psalms that the psalm is just talking about, hear my cry, O Lord. Hear my cry. Hear my cry, O Lord. And the translation I was reading, you know, said it just like that. Hear my cry, O Lord. And I'm like, well, there it is again. You know, uh, you go back through revivals of history, Toronto. I mean, just, you know, Brownsville. You just named them, the Hebrides. I mean, going on in history. Literally, it was a simple cry like we're talking about right now for the face of the Lord, for mm. the presence of the Lord, then he, it triggers him. It wow. triggers him. And then he begins to unfold. And then we get outpourings. Wow. And then of course, to what we're speaking to today, how we steward that, you know, mm. so never ever be ashamed or be made to feel that your simple cry for more is inadequate because it literally gets the attention of oh, heaven. So be yeah. encouraged by that today. Oh, I love that. I'm just feeling his presence right Amen. now. I'm getting Amen. I'm getting hit here. And the yeah. I was just being reminded, you know, um the Holy Spirit spoke to Duncan and I a couple of years ago and he says, Don't be experts in the old, but be novices mm. in the new. And good. And you touched on it there that, you know, as we seek his face, as we we go into his presence, we're not just like, oh, it's going to be the same old, same old. It's actually going with a an open heart of expectation like a little child that we are yeah. going to step into that new realm, that new yes. pocket, that yes. new room that you were talking about. And I, yes. I, we are beginning to see the glory of God like dropping on people um, mm. different people, you know, just in their own time with the Lord or in certain meetings with some of our churches around the world. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's like a sovereign pulling, pulling in. And like you say, a getting the gaze of the, of the Holy Spirit. And he's like, oh, they want me right there. Yes. I'm, I'm coming right. right now with a new visitation. Right. And, right. and it, it speaks of, yes, not only surrender, but kind of adventure into the unknown you know that song into the unknown and I just see that the Lord is refreshing the body in that dynamic um so much but but Kim I I just wonder if I could just kind of digress a little bit because I feel like you've got so much wisdom and so much experience and um you know I know this conversation is going to be fun for our listeners today And uh, we look forward to hearing some of their comments about that. But one of the things, one of the challenges with being a local church and some people who who are in local church, um, you know, 
being a pastor and a senior leader of a local church ourselves, there's this tension and dynamic between discipling your church for health and, um, you know, being aware that they've got busy lives with their families, their careers, and, you know, they volunteer their time to come to meetings or to come to places to be equipped or connected so that they can be fruitful in their lives, which is what we want. And so we have this dynamic of the, the daily walk of the church life, the week by week, and yeah. then we've got the, the invitation to press in for more and to, to make space for the Holy Spirit with worship nights, with prayer and intercession, with come Holy Spirit night, which is basically yeah. let's press in and see what God does. Right. And, and the, the style of um, sustaining revival has often meant nightly meetings or weekly meetings. Right. You, you've got these two dynamics and, and the tension that you want to teach people that you are the doorkeeper to your heart of revival. You are revival. It's up to you to personally steward what the Holy Spirit's doing in your own life, in your family, in your business, wherever. But when you come together, when we gather together as the church body, we have an opportunity for the corporate anointing of the Holy Spirit to come on us. Right. But how do we level the whole, we want you to be discipled and be transformed by maybe process, but yet we want you to be open to a, a sovereign encounter that changes you in a moment when you press good. in. Very good. Yeah, excellent um, question and thoughts there. And I guess uh, right off the, the bat here, I would say we have basically here at Fresh Drive, she's our, our church and ministry as obviously the example of the journey that we've had. We have two uh, what we call pillars uh, here, and it is revival and discipleship, mm. revival and discipleship. Good. Um, I, I would like to accentuate what the, to, to your point there, that if you're going to birth revival, build and sustain it, then you must have um, more than adequate. You must have you must place priority on discipleship. Oh, that's um, good, how that looks Kate, for a revival culture church. Yeah. Uh, which I believe every church should be personally, mm -hmm. obviously, and I believe Jesus does, is maybe different than what some of the more modern um, interpretations yes. of that have become. Yes. Um, it's not only discipleship in a revival culture is not only about information transfer, even though that's part of it, but it is also equally about impartation. Yes. And that is how you build revivalists. Um, which are disciples, but I think maybe what could possibly have happened in the body of Christ, the church, is that the discipleship has more become about transferring information mm. and not enough impartation. Oh, that's um, good. Even in, even in spirit-filled uh, yeah. arenas, you know, in, in circles. Um, so we must, first of all, be very careful as a revival culture um, who we pattern or what we pattern our discipleship after. Mm. Um, I'm speaking obviously yeah. in the context of a local church here. Yeah. Um, that was your specific question. Um, our pattern and our blueprint is the book of Acts, obviously the Bible there. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and now I won't go into deep into all that kind of stuff, but here at Fresh Start, 
we have discipleship classes. We actually call them deeper. Mm. Um, it's actually kind of what you might say, Kate, a throwback to Sunday school, kind of, yes. um, that many of us grew up in. Yes. Um, but we called it deeper. We are very intentional about um, what we offer in the deeper. Everything needs to feed into revival. Mm. So even if it's a even if it's a discipling in a personal area of their life or family, it's going to also enhance the revival side of it as well. We're very conscientious about putting things in for prayer, uh, for pursuit, for Mm. spiritual gifts. Mm. I mean, I'm just using some of these as examples. Really good. We do have discipleship through small groups. Our small groups are more like small revival meetings. (laughs) If I could say, yes. like that, which I believe they had in the book of Acts. Yeah. If you look now, they had home meetings because best I can see, they didn't have a large venue to bring everyone together. Best I can see in the New Testament. So it was relegated to home groups, you know, um, for whatever reason that they did that. They had they had revival. They had, as we know it, as we call it, they had the presence of God. But yet it was also that spiritual supernatural koinonia, that fellowship Mm. that I believe was birthed from the spirit of God, not just kind of a, we're making you come together kind of thing. It was literally a draw Mm. to come together because of the spirit of unity and the unity of the spirit that came because of what I'm calling a revival culture and atmosphere. Mm. Um, The other thing is here at Fresh Start is that that everything that we do we build the structure around the move of God. Mm. So I think that is a very, 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 very important point, especially if there's pastors and leaders that are that are watching or listening. But even even church attenders, we build everything around the move of God. Yes. Um, we want we we tell our new people that come into Fresh Start uh, to be you know members here. We want to help build a healthy family, your family, a healthy spiritually, relationally, emotionally. We try to we try to put discipleship things out there that will help that freedom encounters, deliverance sessions, you know, these types of things. Um, and then classes for the children, for the youth and small groups and so on and mm. so forth. But here's what we've been very careful about in sustained revival, because one of your comments was, that many times people think of nightly meetings, which it has been and still may be. And I'm, I think that's fine. But the structure of the local church mm. we feel in six years, almost six years of this now, must submit and must bow to the move of God. Right. Mm. That doesn't mean that. You, so, so I'll just say it simple like this. Some people in their small group structures, um, maybe they have a weekly meeting or they may have several times a week or something like this, you know, um, here at first start, we do it one time a month. We do our small group home group meetings one time a month. Once again, I'm not putting this out here for that. You have to do it this way. It's just how the Lord has spoke Mm, to us. Why do we do it that way? We pour a lot into those one time month, once a month meetings, but we do it that way. So it doesn't conflict with revival meetings, et cetera. They're still getting what they need in that aspect of small groups and discipleship and relationship building, et cetera. But it is also being worked uh, uh, around the move Mm. of God. So the move of God is the hub of everything. Um, And really, if we make that a priority, it's going to be feeding life Mm. to these other areas. And really people are going to, I mean, they're growing through it all, you know? And so what we see now 
is that everything is is really just just like this. It's just moving along smoothly, mm-hmm. exactly. And then people are still getting rooted and grounded. So hopefully that answers your question. There's so much I can say on that, as yes. a, especially as a pastor, you know. Yeah. But uh, I encourage I encourage um, that particular phrase. There was a game changer for us early in this revival. Build your structure around the move of God and oh. make it submit to the move of God. Yeah, I love that because that really goes back to the mandate of your church, the calling yeah. of your church in the city for the city, yeah. for the people of the city, yeah. for the people of the region. And right. um, I think, you know, that that is something about even transferring the mandate and the calling of the church to, yeah. the, to the leadership and to the next generation leaders. Because yeah. every generation of leaders wants to express their indiv- individuality and bring to True. the table their ideas and maybe the methodology methodology is a little bit different but mm-hmm. I, I think what what you're really emphasizing is the spirit the call the move of god um the dna of the church has to come through um yeah. the calling that you were given to, to right. host and steward and right. i i think that's where dna is multiplied because yes. yeah. you know dna will always be multiplied Fathers and mothers will always be able to raise sons and daughters that carry the family belonging identity rather than hired help. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the sonship journey is the discipleship journey. And and kind of more so, really, because actually we suddenly realize we're actually part of a big family that honors and loves one another. And we see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit honoring and loving one another, preferring Mm -hmm. one another. And, you know, these these markers of health are actually so often undergirding a sustained move of God. And, you know, I just want to commend you, Kim, and your team for just holding out. But there's there's just another dynamic I wanted to talk about. And... um, in this day and age where there's a lot of platform ministry, um, mm. you know, sometimes not disregarding, but, you know, sometimes people want a platform more than they want legacy. And yeah, the, there's something true. about the local church and being part of a local church that if you will submit to the process of love and commitment yeah. to one another, the Holy yes. Spirit can transform you through Amen. the love and the health that other people can bring to you Amen. as well as the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, but so often, you know, there's there's this teaching that, you know, the intimacy, you know, the Holy Spirit, it's like, you know, that's like the bedroom. That's the bedroom chamber. We, we don't want to show that sort of stuff in the front room, the living room. <laughs> you know, we don't want to put people off. What do you say to people that are are maybe nervous as leaders to really allow the Holy Spirit to move in a meeting? Right, right. Rather than hiding him away in the the back room somewhere. Very good, yes. You know, we have a good uh, minister friend of ours who, um, pastor, he's uh, stepped away from that position now because he's older, but um, back in probably the, the 80s and the 90s he pastored a very very um 
uh, wonderful church uh, in the Midwest and a very large mega church grew to be a very large mega church in those seasons and times. And um, um, he's really more of an apostle now, you know, in his ministry, uh, a great, great uh, man and his wife, woman of God. Um, he says this, and I, I won't go into all of his story, but they had uh some moves of God that were happening in their midst and their church began to grow mm. and he began to back off of, of, of being of, of that transpiring in their corporate meetings. Um, just, you know, the move of the spirit and like you're talking about right now. And um, long story short, he had an encounter with the Lord mm. and the Lord told him, called him by name and said, you cannot, the Holy Spirit said, you cannot want me, but not want what I bring and what I do. Wow. You cannot want me and not want what I bring and mm. what I do. Mm. I think for uh, leaders, pastors, and believers alike, we've got to realize there has been a couple of decades or more here where it seems like the, I guess, the hip thing or the right thing or the new thing to do is to put Holy Spirit back here. Mm. And while we make everybody comfortable out here, and then every once in a while, we'll introduce them to a little piece maybe, or a little flicker of who he is. And that's not what we see in the mm. book of Acts. What I often say, and this is not original with me, but I heard read it one time, is that the first picture if you will, that you see in the book of Acts is drunk men with fire on their heads, mm -hmm. drunk women with yes, fire on their heads. Exactly. I mean, really? Yes. You know, as I, I read that quote one time, I was like, that's exactly, exactly accurate. Uh -huh. But yet here, here we have been, uh, or some have been building whole systems and structures and, and um, platforms that literally have Holy Spirit in name only, but not in experience. Mm. And it's like we have we believe in him, we believe in this, but yet we got to pick the right time when we feel like we're going to introduce people to that. Mm. Um, obviously, I wholeheartedly don't agree with that. I believe that if they're going to encounter him, they're going to encounter him, and he's going to be who he is, mm. you know. Mm. Um, but to what my friend said, you can't want Holy Spirit says you can't want me and not want what I bring and what I do. Wow. And I believe that really needs to sink in deep to much, uh, especially of the spirit filled uh, circles today. Um, why are we trying to hide him? Yeah. Why uh, would God say, would God say only offer just a little bit of me today? You know, mm. would the Holy Spirit say only just reveal just a little bit of who I am today? You know, um, I don't think he would. I really don't think he would. Now, let me let me back up and say this. I understand how some things have been mishandled maybe over the years. There's yeah. been misrepresentation of things on all camps and circles, mm. if, if I can say it that yeah. way. I understand that. But I believe if your pursuit is pure yeah. and you're, you, you're, I mean, pure, the Lord's going to manifest. He's mm. going to manifest. And manifest is not a bad word. Manifest is good because it's the manifestations of his essence. It's the manifestations of his character. Mm -hmm. It's the manifestations of his spirit, his realm. I mean, so on and so forth. His holiness, you go on and on and on. It's a manifestation of who he is. Um, the more that we suppress that, here's the bottom line, is the more that we have to think of other humanistic or human-generated things to yeah. fill in that deficit there. Because there will be a deficit if he's 
not there. You know, the glory has departed. Well, if you have, if it has departed, then you have to fill it in with something to keep people coming. You know what I'm saying? That's interesting. So, so you've got to get more knacky. You've got to get more professional in your presentation. You've got to get better lights. You've got to, you know, you've got to have some one-line quips that you can speak. I mean, yeah. to be honest, Kim, I'm not that clever. I realize that <laughs> yeah. unless the Holy Spirit shows up, I don't want to be here. And I think oh, no. there's something about the hunger and the pursuit that, of God that gives us a healthy fear of the Lord. Amen. But Amen. I believe at this time he's wanting to restore to the body of Christ so that we say, I count it all as loss for the sake of knowing you and even yes. knowing your glory. And, you know, yes. d don't go away from us. You know, if your presence doesn't go with us, take us away right. from here, as Moses said. Right. And and there's something so much that I think I think this last year of you know the nations coming to a standstill, I think mm -hmm. it's been a dividing line for many people where they've had to I, make a choice. I I'm, do. I'm yes. with you, Jesus, and and as Jesus says, if you're not with me, then you're against me. That's and, right. And I feel like the, there's a call to come higher into the yeah. purposes, into the fear of the Lord, so that. Yeah. What we produce in our meetings is not just a slick outcome mm. that, you know, um, mm -hmm. we do our best efforts with our best education, with our best sermon, right. with our best right. worship set. Right. We've, right. We're missing the point, but I, right. I feel like there's a healthy challenge again, unless well, you, you know, go with us. If I can interject this mm. here in just a minute. Uh, a couple years or so, actually, actually, it was uh, it was at the beginning, I guess, of 2020, around that time period. Um, I looked at Revelation four, the, the scripture that says, "Come up here." Yes. Uh, I saying, "Come up here." I want to show you things. Mm. I want to show you things. Um, and I felt like the Lord actually developed a, a sermon and a message around it, but called "Echoes from the Throne Room." Wow. And. That is precisely what we need to be, is that we come up yeah. higher into his presence. And this is not a weird thing. This is not a, you know, it's, it's a very real, real experience mm -hmm. in the spirit where we come up higher mm -hmm. to receive the radiation and the impartation, the revelation from his throne realm, literally, so that we can echo that and not just echo and mimic what we and parrot, if you will, mm. what we have, what we see with this yes. you know, structure or with this voice or with this good idea or with this, you know, display or, you know, what I'm saying these types yeah. of things. Uh, but yet we're literally, literally it is a spirit transfer as we come up higher yes. and then we become echoes of his throne room. I am convinced. I'm convinced that there are multitudes of people in this nation yeah. and the nations of the earth mm. that are so hungry for yeah. throne room revelation yes. from the pulpits, throne room voices mm. from the pulpits in America and the nations of the earth. They're hungry. And so the, 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 the challenge and the charge mm. to us as leaders, but also as believers is come up, yes. come up here. The Lord says, I want to show you. Yes. I want to show you things. I want to, I want to reveal, I want to give an impartation so that you can be echoes of this realm and not echoes mm. of the earthly oh, realm. So much, so much feel that in my spirit wow. uh, for such a time as this. Oh, yes. yes, I so agree, Kim. And just going back to, you know, we're called to be flames of fire 
drunk yeah. in the Holy Spirit. And, you know, sometimes drunkenness doesn't mean that we can't function, but just right, that right. inebriation with the, right. the the overflowing love, that love that's coming to us in waves. And, you know, um, at this time, there's just an increase outpouring of the, the fire of awakening that's that's mm-hmm. happening across our movement. I'm, I'm sure you're beginning to, to yes. see that. I'm just yes. wondering, Kim, if you would be willing just to um, pray for those that are listening to encounter yeah. the fire of God, Amen. but also for leaders to 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 be able to step forward in courage and and steward what God has called them to do as leaders. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we just thank you. We thank you for your your presence. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you uh, for your authority. We thank you uh, for your wisdom, for your guidance. And Lord, I pray, first of all, right now, Holy Ghost, I pray that you would go and invade every home, every uh, area, every living room, wherever they are, every office, Mm. invade it with the fire of the Holy Ghost right now, Mm. the fire of your presence. Consume. Lord, you are an all-consuming fire. Consume every part of our heart. Lord, anything that we may have reserved, even for ourselves or for whatever, how we give that to you right now, we say burn, burn, burn within us with Holy Spirit, upper room, Pentecost fire, I pray. Let there be a transference even now as we are on this this, uh, video here, Lord God, even as we are on this internet. God, let there be a transference from your realm. Lord of Holy Ghost fire, I pray into your people. May we have burning hearts as they did on the day of Pentecost moving forward, Lord God, as they did, Lord, even as Azusa Street and other times, Lord, in revivals. Lord, Father, this is this time for such a time now, God. Release that burning into the hearts of your people. Lord, I pray for the leaders, the pastors, the ministry leaders that are watching and listening. God, I pray an impartation of boldness now. God, I pray that they would encounter Jesus, you and your eyes of fire. They would encounter you, Jesus, of how much your heart burns for for cities and how much as you wept over Jerusalem, you weep over the territories in America. You weep Mm. over the territories in other nations today. Jesus, let us encounter as leaders your eyes that are burning with fire and your heart that is burning with love for these regions and these territories and these cities. And God, let that give us as leaders, a fivefold leaders, a boldness to carry the move of God for such a time as this in local churches, in our traveling ministries, Lord, in whatever capacities and areas that we that we operate in. In the name of Jesus, Father, may our voices roar as the lion of the tribe of Judah. May they roar, Lord, as one who prepares a way for the king of glory to be ushered into our congregations and into our cities and our regions and our nations. In Jesus' mighty name, burn in this Holy Ghost today. Amen. Oh, wow. Thank you. Oh, I'm feeling that, Kim. I'm feeling him right now across all the rooms that are listening in your home, in your office, just as Kim said, just receive that impartation. The Holy Spirit wants to upgrade you at this time. You know, it's not business as usual. He's taking us higher. He's taking us higher. So, Kim, thank you so much. Um, Wow, I'm just, yeah. I'm going to go away and I'm feeling this heaviness of the weightiness of the glory of God. 
Yes. Kim, how, how can people connect with your church, you know, virtually, you know, just yes. help us um, right. see what God's yes. doing there? Amen. Yeah, we have um, Facebook. We have YouTube channel um, as well as um, you can go to our website and we you can watch us live stream via website on YouTube, Fresh Start Church YouTube, uh, as well as our Facebook uh, page. You can go and and, um, you know, join that and like that. We're, we're live on there all the time on our regular services this weekend. Uh, the, I'm not sure when this is going to air, but every first weekend of the month, we have doorkeepers of revival weekend. Uh, we have people travel from all over uh, the United States that come, obviously our people here locally, um, to come and be a part of this. Uh, we, we have, uh, Pray America, which we target different territories in the nation to pray that the spirit of revival would erupt. Uh, in those territories. Uh, this is the first weekend of every month. Uh, they can, uh, you know, every Sunday, every time we come together here is revival. That's what we like to no, say is what it is. On. It's what we, that's what we work for, you know, in the spirit. Uh, so tune in and join us there. Uh, if they want to purchase the book, it's at doorkeepersofrevival.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, that those, those two websites are freshstartac.com and doorkeepersofrevival.com. Oh, they can wow. uh, see what's going on and find out more. Oh, wow. So thank you. Thank you. You are so welcome. God is doing so many wonderful things in the nation. And we add our fire as a movement to your fire. And may Jesus get his reward for nations as his inheritance. And um, we're going to leave it at that today. But thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And um, may the Holy Spirit just even just encounter you right now. (laughs) 